with Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A little slow on the trigger on the second uh, audio piece. So, hey, Rob, welcome. Yeah, it was cutting in and out on us. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, it was just me. I didn't get to the second button quick enough. So, oh, okay. Yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to the new media show and uh, got some things to say today. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's been some announcements made that we've been hinting at for for a while now. Um, yeah, we'll things. get into those in a minute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> First of all, thanks for the feedback on YouTube. I know some of you outside the United States could care less. Um, you know, I can see their point, Todd. Yeah, but not I mean, too. But you know, I think the consensus generally was on Twitter. We, they agreed with us. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I did. I would agree with a few of the criticisms saying that we spent a majority of the show talking about something that wasn't impactful outside of the U.S. Well, that's okay. It's what we are. So, we're podcasters. We have to have and, something to talk about. And frankly, it, it wasn't really much of an impact even in the U.S. And, so, you know, it, it, because yeah. it, to date, I've had zero tech support emails so uh, on it. Right. So it's made a big impact. Um, just being facetious. But I do. YouTube needs to be careful here, um, you know, with what they put out and how much substance is behind it. Yep. They're going to lose, lose credibility in the whole initiative. And that's uh, oftentimes what takes these things down with these big companies. Yep. But I do want to start right off and talk about one thing. Don't eat me, James Cridland. So <laughs> there was this thread on Twitter that I had uh, a week or so ago. And it was uh, Sam Sethi, myself, basically going back and forth on the alternate enclosure tag. And Rob, you know, from history going way, way back. And we don't, you know, we don't have to go over that history that dual enclosures and single RSS feed was a big, big no, no. And I understand that we're not talking. And for those of you who don't understand what happened is podcasting 2.0 is introduce a spec for a alternate enclosure. It's not labeled the same as your normal podcasting enclosure it has a special podcasting 2.0 enclosure. Right. We've opted at Blueberry not to adopt that. And yeah. some people are not happy that we have decided to do that and say that we're not looking forward enough uh, in adopting that. But I, I want to, this is my platform to be able to give my response to criticism. And here's, you got you to gotta walk in my shoe a mile here before you understand uh, the reason why Blueberry is not going to, at least at this time, going to adopt the alternate enclosure tag. Mm -hmm. We have, for the past 17 years, Encourage podcasters to have one show per feed, per content type, a.k.a. this show has a video podcast on Apple Podcasts, a feed, separate, separate feed, feed right. and right. a audio podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts. Now, all of the creators that we work with all the creators at Libsyn, all the creators at Podbean, all the creators everywhere for the past 17 years have, or literally 18 years, have been running one show 
in one feed. Now, I already hear people say, ta 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 Well, wh- okay. it's even more than just one show and one feed. It's it's one episode in the item tag. Right, one, item, one episode in right. the item tag, yeah. So the initial pushback we got was, is, okay, you could put your video podcast as the alternate. All right, for a techie like me, no problem. I can do an alternate enclosure and do the secondary as video. And on my yep. video feed that I currently have, the secondary could be audio. Right. Doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Because how am I going to educate? Mm-hmm. Let's say I've got podcasters that have been doing this the same way for all these years. And all of a sudden I'm saying, okay, all you need now is one feed for audio and video. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. You still need an audio feed and you still need a video feed because 30 of the 35 apps require one feed, one item, one enclosure. Right. There are some apps over at podcastapps.com that support alternate enclosures. I fully acknowledge that. But with a few number of shows that actually have two feeds, that's two. Two, two episode, two files, episode right. files for the same right. for audio and video mm-hmm. is small already. So if I'm going to go and tell a content creator that's using my platform, all these things you've been doing these years are good. But now on your audio feed, I need you to add your video file as an alter enclosure. And on your video file, I need you to add it as an audio enclosure. They're going to go, why? Why right. am I doing this? Why do I need to do this? Why should I do this? Nothing is broke. They have an RSS feed for their audio show. They have an RSS feed for their video show. Nothing is broke. It it works in the podcasting 2.0 space. Fine. Nothing is broke. Okay, that argument ended. The next argument was, Todd, you can put a lower quality audio file in your... Feed is a, so if you have a 128 kilobit audio file, you could set up an OGG, you could do a M4A, you could set up a bunch of different audio levels at, at different bit rates. Mm-hmm. So you could set up a 64, 32, 16 kilobit bit rate. Been there, done that. We did this in the United States when there was an actual issue with bandwidth. Yeah, with the. The variable bitrate. Um, well, no, we actually. Capability I, I published. Too has always been an issue in the medium too, because people have been uploading the variable right. bitrate. Well, I up. I had well. four audio feeds at one time. One that was at sixty-four kilobit. One that was thirty-two. One it was at sixteen, right. and one was an OGG file. These I were all. The they were all because because everyone said. You got to have a much smaller, because at the time here in the United States, people do not have the bandwidth to download the storage or the storage to no one, no one, no one subscribe to those lower bandwidth feeds. Right. Because they always wanted the higher quality. Nobody subscribed to them. Now I understand in Africa and other places where they are bandwidth challenged. Maybe this is an issue, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so there are now 
hardly any support for these lower how does how does some how does an app how does a podcast listener in a country that is bandwidth constrained how do they know to to pick which version of the audio file in the app to get a lower bandwidth they don't so you well, can you can put those it's usually in the UI you know that just says you know smaller Larger, you can put these lower like bands, right? But here's right. the thing if we're asked for it, we will consider also, it. But we well, have we're also asking for a lot of complexity here, and that's, lots that, of complexity. The, this right. is the issue, and, and we're all trying to simplify, right? As much as we can. If, if I have to, adding, if I have right, to tell a podcaster, you need right. four versions of your file to support three or five listeners in another country. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. No. I got run over the rails on pod news weekly. Don't eat me. James Cridland because they thought I was too narrow thinking about offering alternate enclosures. And Todd, let's, let's, let's back up and talk a little bit about what an alternate enclosure um, can be. Right. Versus I think what the assumption is there. Um, I mean, well, an alternate enclosure can be a lot of different. Things. Well, it could be a media file, audio, video, oh, it could be a PDF, PDF. Yeah. Right. Right. So it depends on how you want to use that tag. Now, RSS has always supported right. multiple media types in the enclosure. tag. Most people right? don't know that uh, you can put a PDF and it will go out in an enclosure tag. Right. And that's still supported in Lipson, and I assume it's still right. supported in your yep, platform is. too. Is that you could put out a separate enclosure episode as a PDF file? That's right, you right? could, and it could follow up from your audio or your video file. But it will be provide, a it'll be a separate item, right? But, it'd be but, a separate listing in the, and I believe Apple still supports this. So, but I don't mind building stuff for three percent. Right, but it's, I'm not building. Not so, widely, but I'm not, not building something for decimal of one percent. Right, and that's what you would be doing. Here. That's right. So get run over the rails for not adopting at this time yeah. alternate enclosure. You start showing me adoption, start showing, and they're going to say, "Well, you have to build it, Todd, or they won't use it." Podcasters are uh, the 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 technical level. Yeah. Okay. Content creators don't take this wrong, but we talk to content creators every day and don't, I'm not saying just, I'm giving an example. They don't know what the, the scroll wheel is for on a mouse yeah. or they know how to cut and paste. That does happen. Yeah, right? it does. It's been happening for years. And I'm not That's saying, I'm not saying, I'm just I'm saying we we have to build something and maintain something and support something yeah. that doesn't get people all confused and say the hell with it. I quit. We're trying to be. We're trying. We're trying to make it easy. We're trying to to give them the best exposure, not make it complicated. And so when I add a feature that all of a sudden uproots everything that we've been, and again I understand they what they want to do. But for 17 or 18 years, where this debate was debated out a long time ago, and right. all of the same reasons were given, exactly 
the same right. reasons were given. Yeah. Well, it ta- sounds like a great idea. It sounds like a great yeah. idea. And it, uh, you know, especially now, Todd, and I think one of the reasons this is coming up is because of uh, YouTube's entry into podcasting. As you think about it, um, this is going to be an issue between YouTube Music and YouTube, ultimately, is that they're going to cross-link to each other, hopefully, right? So audio will be linked from the video page and video will link to the audio. So it's it's going to go back and forth and this would be a way to do that, right? You could Potentially. offer an audio version and a video version in the same item, right? Potentially. That shows up in an app. But right? they're not going to support that. <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, who is... <laughs> gonna actually support that right? that's that's the, the question you know and it, right. if youtube says hey we'll take an alternate enclosure we like this spec then i'll adopt it but yeah, there I mean, has there has to be a big enough use case what did i feel with value for value i felt it was a big the chicken enough, which came first the chicken or the egg right it's, and, and it's i'm i've been very debate. much i've been very much chicken and egg on all the podcasting 2.0 stuff well that's that's generally the idea behind this whole concept is that we're trying to provide some innovation, right? right. Some new capabilities that haven't existed before now. But, and a, unfortunately, a lot of the ideas are kind of regurgitated from the past, but, thinking that now's a better time. But the alternate enclosure support, right. if I was to adopt this, I would probably not document it. I'd put it in an advanced feature and just be quiet about it because I don't right, need to raise confusion. Right, right. You don't want to stir things up. So it's going to be advanced users only, typically. That would be Very advanced. In. Right. Yeah. Um, and those that are doing video and audio. Um, and that's, you know, that's certainly a growing interest on the part of podcasters. That's right. I'm, I'm not saying this is a horrible idea. I think it's a, it's a terrific idea. The problem is, is that the consumption side hasn't, it hasn't even considered embracing. And, and people, like people say, well, Todd, you got to adopt it. So the consumption side will get it. Right. Well. Well, if it's not clear in the UI, Why would somebody spend time doing it if there there wasn't any benefit to doing it. That that's the bigger question, right? right? And if, and and if I have to tell a podcaster now, you have to have more storage on your hosting account because right. you're creating now four versions of a file. They're just going to say, "Todd, you're milking more money from me because I need a I need a bigger plan." So. There's all sorts of issues that go along with this. It's, it's not a simple. No, this simple is not answer. a simple one. This is not a straightforward one. Mm-hmm. So this is why for the current time period, we are not going to implement alternate enclosure. If someone wants to create a plugin that taps into to PowerPress and allows an alternate enclosure, more power to you. Go ahead. The plugin is open. Go ahead. Write, write it write a a ride along plugin that will work with it but at this point no because i know what the percentage of shows that have actual video podcast feeds and it's pretty small to begin with right yeah so well, it's been it's been declining because of youtube and yes past past right. historical past historical Information may not apply today. And some people are going to say, well, you're insensitive and not making available the ability for people to access podcasting in countries that have bandwidth limitations. Well, again, historically, when podcasting started in 2004, 2005, and all of us were doing these things, 
bandwidth was extremely limited in the United States. Right. Well, it was that way everywhere. Right. So. Yeah, I was, I was streaming content back in that time frame. prior to that at 8K, if that gives you any idea. Right. How, how constrained it was. Because you just, there are certain people that were connecting at like 16K and you couldn't saturate their internet connection their their user experience would be horrible so so it's it's um yeah so i'm not saying that we're in that era at all no we're no, not we're no. clearly way past that but it's just a matter of you know what could and this is really the purpose of the podcast standards project really is well we'll get into that in these, a second yeah <laughs> these issues right? right and to talk about it and to get the yep. listening platforms to say well you know, I'll support it if you implement it, right? Yeah. And but the problem is, is that we have to factor in what the content provider, yeah. how they're going to look at this, and it may be a good idea technically, but it may not be a good idea from an implementation standpoint or a content provider perspective, yeah. right? And that that's what the hosting platforms are all looking at, and and that's that's part of my kind of my new role in the industry too, is I'm going around and learning everything I can about all the platforms. So, and, and everybody is all about simplicity, driving um, ease of use, uh, making it easier for content creators to create content, get it out there, build successful shows, build the marketing of it. And one of the key ways of doing that is simplicity. So simplicity and, and, and burying the complexity in the infrastructure, not, surfacing complexity. Um, I, every so, six weeks, right. my team is going through our process and looking at everything from the time the person hits the website to the time they press publish on their first episode. Can we make this easier? Right. That's good for business. That's good for business. It's good for the content creator and it's good for the listening app. Cause it's too, not because, 2005 when we were all geeks. Right. There's so, a lot of people out there who just want to create content. That's right. They don't they want, want to become geeks. No, they don't want, they don't care about any right. of that stuff. Just like listeners don't care about where they consume content. Podcast creators want to get in, create their content, have the tools available and to do the things they out. need and, and get out. Yep. So let's, let's switch off that. Yep. And obviously the well, podcast standards project has officially launched. Not too much poo pooing so far. Um, but let's talk about what it is. Um, the podcast standards, well, uh, go ahead. I'm really excited to see this because Todd, you and I have been talking about the need for this for, you know, a good 10 years now. So it's terrific to see this and the industry starting to come together on this. I think it's important. <laughs> so if you go over podcaststandards.org, standards.org, mm -hmm. it right at the top, it says advocating for open podcasting. Yeah. And what it is, and I'm going to read right from the website, it's a grassroots industry coalition dedicated to creating standards and practices that improve the open podcasting ecosystem for both listeners and creators. And there's some more information here. Now, it was kind of ironic because in the, in the announcement that uh, Pod News made, they even announced some uh, companies that weren't even supporting this officially yet, but we're coming soon. But the, the companies that are currently and apps that are currently involved in this is my company, Blueberry, Buzzsprout, Captivate, Red Circle, RS.com, Transistor, and at some point, Cast 
Acast and Castos are coming on board as well. And then podcast players, which we should have put um, names under these because some people won't recognize the uh, logos. It's a Captivate, uh, Podverse. We have uh, Podfriend and Pocketcast. And actually, Fountain should be on here too, but they didn't get, guess they didn't get their stuff in. So, where this originated, just so that everybody understands for full full transparency here, about a year ago, uh, Rob, you were at that dinner, weren't you? Yep. Uh, Dave, Mr. Curry, and everybody. Dave Jones and Am Curry came in. We talked about podcasting 2.0, and then the parties that were there thought this would be an opportunity for basically the companies and apps and super supporters of the space to maybe kind of coalesce and support and start to promote open podcasting Mm -hmm. and to with a organization. Now, again, organizations are, are clunky. They're full of meetings, conversations, negotiations, back and forth. It moves at an organizational speed. So it's taken us like what happened with the IEB um, in that process that took multiple years to get the IEB metric standard. um, Very similar process. There's a few key people that have been working really, really hard on this. Um, Kevin from Buzzsprout and others that he really took a big part of the lead on this. Um, Justin from Transistor. Yeah. I, I, and yep. And and there's been, there's, Probably and you too. There's right. probably 20 people in there, and I helped wrote the membership standards and you know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, it's moving slowly. But we, what we really wanted to do is it, this is taking away any of the politics, any of the discussion. This is about open podcasting, and it's about part of it is about the expansion of podcasting. So what we have done. There is a new standards document that the PSP has released, and it basically says these are the minimum tags that are going to be in an RSS feed to really maintain open RSS and be, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just saying here is the minimum tags that the PSP considers to be a, um, to be what open pad kind of podcasting step, stands for. Right. It's kind of a next step. And there are some podcasting 2.0 tags. We have agreed as a group that these will be the first two or three that the PSP would, would say, these are part of the standards of open podcasting. These should be supported by all podcasting hosts, companies, apps, everything. Because the, what's happened is you have some super enthusiasts and the super enthusiasts are on this list. Mm-hmm. You have some super enthusiasts. You got Buzzsprout, Captivate, Red Circle, RSS.com, Transistor, all super enthusiasts of expanding and adding features to Podcasting 2.0, including Blueberry. Soon ACAST and soon Castos will be added to this. It's about, and, and, you know, we've been, and we're, most of those companies are working at lightning speed to add features that go way, 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 way beyond a very minimal set of expansion tags that as a group, we're going to promote and say, Hey, if you want, if you want to become 
what we're calling PSP certified, you will support the RSS spec and these specific tags. And there's a, there's a document that lays out those tags on a GitHub that says these are the ones we consider to be the absolute minimum for you to become PSP certified. Now, it's not no fancy certification. There's no money being spent. There's going to be two feed validators. You're going to say, yeah, your feed is, is validated for PSP. You're going to get a little logo. And it basically, all, it's, all we're trying to do here is to get other companies in the podcasting space, hosting companies and apps, to move forward with new features. Right. That's the key, key takeaway here because we use this terminology, which tends to be geeky, is, and we face some criticism for this from yeah. the industry from the standpoint of when we talk about this, we're talking about tags. And always the feedback is, is that average everyday podcasters or even listeners have no idea what we're talking about. Right. So, so when we talk about this, we should um, really, I, I think, blend the conversation with um, new features and functionality of the listening experience, mm -hmm. right? Um, and and that's what we're looking at expanding here, um, and to create more of a more of a an experience that's more audience uh, connected and uh, more on the interactive side, you know, of like sharing comments yep. across yep. apps. And so these are these are features and functions that we want to help add to the experience of a listener. So this right. is really, I believe anyway, this is really audience focused, a lot of this stuff. Well, and, um, and, and I, the PSP is industry focused. Well, it is. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's how you get there is that, is that you have to work with these listening platforms. You have to look, work with the hosting platforms to come up with these tags that then turn into features. But let's just in, be, let's just be clear. Listening platform. Let's just be clear. We, we're not, we're not taking anything away from what Dave and Adam have done. They're, they're leading, they're leading a charge. Yeah. And, a lot of ways they are. And right. putting right. together new cool ideas. People are submitting stuff all the time, new ideas. Right. You know, I think we're on round six or round seven of, of new tag adoptions. They're moving at that speed, lightning speed. Literally, right. lightning speed. And yeah. this is more of a an attempt to have a conversation with key players in the space. This is the hard part. This is very, very hard. <laughs> this is the hard there is part. No, there is right. no guarantee this is going to succeed. Right. Let me just say that up front. No, there's an abundance of ideas, but what actually get implemented in there, the market? There's no guarantees hard. that this is going to succeed. And there's already been a couple of conversations about this and that. Mm -hmm. Privacy, non-privacy, you're affecting my business type. There's already been this type of conversations that have started to surface. So there's no guarantee that this group is going to move the needle forward. But this is a attempt to draw a line in the sand, a line in the sand that says we, we believe in open RSS. We believe it's the future. We believe that closed ecosystems are regularly not good for podcasters. 
Now, let's leave the listeners out of this. Right. It's not good for podcasters because listeners don't care. But this yeah, is they the. They don't really care if it's proprietary. They, they don't care. Right. right. So I think that the statement here it says we're podcasters allowing them freedom to create, share, and monetize their work without limitations. I think I would have added one more monetize or not, you know, their work yeah. with. So, but it's still, this is about openness and we're not trying to take anything away. As a matter of fact, Dave and Adam, they don't have nothing to do with this. This is about meetings, yeah. negotiations. They don't want nothing. They don't want nothing. They, they're going to run. Matter of fact, they're just, right. you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they poo poo this whole thing. But is well, I, <laughs> Dave, Dave Weiner already has. So oh, really? Just, oh, okay. Yeah, Good. Great. We're not talking about Dave Weiner. We're talking about Dave Jones. <laughs> no, you know, Dave, Dave Weiner, who invented RSS, um, oh. he's actually pushed back on this. Well, good. A because, little bit anyway. But right. he, he, does, he, has, he has decided never, ever, ever to expand RSS. It's he said, way it is. He said 2.0 is, that's it. That's all we need all the way back into 2003 or whatever it was. So it's been his 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 position. It's it's what he created, so he doesn't feel like it needs to be added. So to so Dave, love what you did. Right, we're, we're moving on. We're moving forward. And uh, and and what you created is fine. Yeah, it's the foundation of everything. Yeah, there. it it's is just, absolutely. Uh, just, there's some new ideas that we want to fuel into it, and they the Web three standards organizations don't exist anymore. Uh, or uh, it wasn't Web three, but it was the WC three is what it was. So, um, and I yeah, think what we exist. ultimately will will find out, right, is you know whether or not we can move the ball here a little bit. And well, and Todd, let's let, let, let's back up and look at another level here of why this is important, and that's um, that this industry since the very early days yeah. um, of podcasting has been really the tail of the dog as it relates to Apple yeah. and podcasting. Yeah. Right. So, so we've, as an industry, we've been at the whim of the, the Apple, the Google's uh, the Apple's tail, yes. right? yeah. wagging their tail uh, and saying what's going to happen in podcasting yep. from a technical yep. um, implementation. And, and when they said something, we jumped. Right. So they matter of fact, we stopped everything. Space. We stopped everything. Would, yeah. Yeah. They would put out a new namespace. Yep. They would put out a new directory yep. structure yep. and the whole industry would just fall over themselves. That's right. <laughs> to make it happen, which is, don't get me wrong. That's terrific. And we appreciate Apple taking that initiative yep. because there wasn't an organization like PSP to that's kind right. of say, hold on Apple. We as an industry want to have influence over this too. Not See, just driven by your interests. But what happened was we tried to form an organization in 2008 called the Association yeah. for Downloadable Media. Right. And it died because of infighting, because of agendas, because, mm -hmm. because everyone had a commercial agenda. So this is where I have an agenda. More, more reasonable minds have per, um, have prevailed here. I think time is, is, is will tell, victory. right? Well, 
Okay. It feels just, that way, Todd. Well, it feels, it, that way. it feels very good. Yeah. But we haven't got into anything controversial yet. <laughs> okay. Right. And I think, you know. Hopefully we don't. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I could see a few things on the horizon that, that oh, could yeah. that could come up mm-hmm. and be controversial, especially if we start digging into metrics mm-hmm. and, you know, and all of these companies. Modernization that, standards. And, and privacy. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing. The all of the companies involved have also ponied up and participated in the IEB measurement standards. So if all of a sudden there's all kinds of new ideas, uh, that 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 could be challenging. And um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, um, there, there may need to be a you know a a redo of the IEB metric standards too. At some well, point. the IEB, well, I can't say what the IEB is doing, but I can't say what the IEB is doing. Legally, no, I can't. There's, there's things that that needs to address. There's no question. Right. And there's it's also, there's already per, I mean, 30 plus companies that are involved in yeah. that discussion and not five or six. I mean, We've already seen criticism in the industry right. of of that being too much of a compromise, right? Um, well, uh, we always all the players, yeah. Right? I, you know, our point from the early early days is the standard was not tight enough, right? Yeah, there's you know, too much. There's still too much variability. That's between right. Each of the players, that's right. right. And you know, and that was a negotiated thing because you know Todd's over here pushing for a much much tighter squeeze. Mm-hmm. And if we would have done a much tighter squeeze in the beginning, then the numbers shouldn't matter from host to host. It should be very, it should be like, like a percentage point or less, but yeah. there's too much there. So maybe that will get tightened up. But again, the IB is going to do what the IB is going to do. So we'll see what the PSP does. And it'll probably be easier to get it tightened up now than it was when we originally created the guidelines. Well, we were fighting over, uh, right. Well, not, we were, we're, fight, we're no, we were fighting. We were fighting over math. <laughs> yeah. We were fighting over the math, and you had yeah. lo- had had uh, raw log files taped to a wall. Yeah, literally. There was folks like you that wanted to drill that number down to the most accurate number. That's and right. There was other people. At the said, other oh the no, no, didn't no! Want to drill anything because down. guess what? It was going to affect the dollar amount. The smaller numbers. Yeah, they would. They would not make as much money. So now we've kind of narrowed that down <laughs> to like maybe a five percent variability. I think the next time we update these standards, we we actually get it down to like maybe one percent variability but, between all the. Platforms. So anyway, stats conversation is going to continue till here until the end of time. Um, but I think what ultimately will, we'll, we'll see where the PSP goes. And again, um, you have to start somewhere. Nothing is going to be perfect out the gate. There's no membership fee. There's only a very minimal membership no requirement in, in the organization at all. Right. right. As a matter of fact, uh, RSS.com and Buzzsprout paid for the website, you know, so it's, and, and maybe some other donators, I don't know, you know, so there's, there's, you know, there's no, and at some point we're going to have to pony up and we're going to have to, but right now it's full of volunteers. And when you have a volunteer organization, there's a lot of looky loose and a few workers. Right. 
that's the case in any association yep. of any sort. Yeah, um, especially one that's not dues oriented or anything like that. So I do think that eventually this project will need a an executive director well, of some sort to kind of oversee. Potentially, things. yes. There's right. going to have to right. be a master of ceremonies. There's going to have to be someone. Yep. And it, that's going to be very hard to do unless you find someone that is a third-party independent mm-hmm. that can – because here's here again. Todd has an agenda. RSS.com has an agenda. Buzzsprout has an agenda. Castos has an agenda. We all have our own commercial agendas. Right. But in this instance, we're trying to do something in the common that's good for the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that, um, we'll see. There's been some that have been critical about the messaging, but again, uh, and and if I've outspoken wrong about how the organization is shaping up, I apologize. Uh, I'm not in every base camp conversation that's on there. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're going to try to make this as transparent as possible, talking about the spec stuff and the GitHub. So that's one reason why. And again, the GitHub is very sparsely populated at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a PSP1 specification. And it is available on the GitHub. It's called Podcast Standards Projects PS1 RSS Specification. Um, there was actually someone that that came in and made a comment on one of the threads, uh, that I responded to, uh, someone's very famous in the web world because his first concern was, is, are you an organization that is going to instill or basically, you know, be about commercial interests and, you know, what's, what's your stance on listener privacy? And he already went right in, man, first day, boom asking us about what our position is. And well, it's a loaded name. Todd. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, anytime you use, and th- this is why we shied away from it with the IAB. It was, we didn't use that word standards. It was a very uh, deliberate decision to use guidelines, right? Standards implies a more rigid structure. And the, st- um, in, in the standards so far, right. They're not complicated. They are everything they're rigid because they have to be technically rigid, but right. they're not rigid from a, a business model right. perspective. And they're, that's what the difference is with the metrics. And all the companies that are on that certified list, participant certified list are ones that have adopted all of the PSP one RSS mm-hmm. specifications. Right. And it's just the RSS part. It's not about, IP tracking. It's nothing about attribution. It's nothing about uh, pixels, none of that stuff. For right now, it's purely about the RSS. But it could. It could. We've we've opened the door towards establishing standards in other areas of the medium through this this project. It could. It's possible. It's possible. It's not here today. Right. But I think that's what the industry needs to keep in mind is that we now have an organization, the beginning of an organization that can establish best practice standards for various parts of the industry. And that can be very helpful as you look to the future. But right now it doesn't do that. So, And again, it's not Blueberry, Buzzsprout, Captivate, Red Circle, RSS, Transistor, ACAS, or Castos dictating but, anything. But But it is all that. 
So it's us agreeing. Green assault. It's right. it's those on that list agreeing. This is the minimum standard for RSS for an open ecosphere. Now it's still up in the air. You know how far the participation goes yep. with this. Yep. Is Apple going to be involved? Is Google going to be involved? Is you know at some point we, in this process we're hoping we're hoping right. and is Spotify going to be involved? We're hoping that all podcast hosts and all podcast app developers at a minimum and listening platforms, right? Yes, podcast apps participate. At a minimum. Right. At least get somebody on their programmatic or not their programmatic, but their program management team to be involved in this um, somehow, or they're a VP or a president or a CEO or something like that. At least have some level of participation in this. Right. Um, and to be able to keep up with what's happening here. And it would, you should have, have some pathway. You should have right. someone that is on your technical team. Because there are going to be technical topics talked about. Um, but again, this is this is very early days. It's been in work for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first article that was written by Justin over at Transistor in the blog post, you know, I think sums up. And you know, this was this was an article that we we all got input we all on. At, right. We all preview on this. He wrote it. We all made some suggestions. There's probably 23 comments in the base camp that, you know, making some tweaks here and there. And uh, he got all the feedback that he could from everybody and then finalized it and went. So it covers um, why is open podcasting and why does it matter? It comes about why is open podcasting better for podcasters? Why is open podcasting better for listeners? Want to help us build the future? Again, join us on the GitHub, connect on Twitter. So, again, this, and again, it just goes into um, the advantages, the things that, you know, we've been touting for a long, long time. And I think in, you know, reference to our conversation last week, Rob, we have to make sure content creators stay educated. We don't, the audience is going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Okay. Content's going to be available wherever the audience is at. Yeah. But we just need to keep content creators coming into the space, educated about the value. And, and what's wh- different about various and, platforms. And why, right? and why open RSS is so important. And it's why, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it continues to be the last bastion of free speech. Well, it is. <laughs> I, I think anyway at this point so so there yeah, was a I agree there, with you. there was a few people on the um on the mastodon instance one specifically that thought we were just trying to steal this from dave and adam and mm-hmm. no 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 that's not the case dave and adam are going to continue and that and me included along with a whole bunch of other people that are in there we are going to continue to push like rocket ships the ideas and features that we want to bring to content creators. That's not going to end. Yeah. I think it's terrific that the ideas and the technical um, structures that have come out of that project have been fantastic. It's been incredible. Look at what we have. It's, it's amazing. We have moved the ball. I mean, like, wow. 
And so Adam says, explain the PSP mission. And again, I think it really boils down to the mission is basically supporting open RSS, Adam. It's all about just supporting open RSS and pushing as we can new features that, yes, Podcasting 2.0 has initiated to try to get wider adoption and, and push open RSS. Right. So well, it I, also addresses the the criticism that has come out over the last couple of years from uh, larger platforms that um, it's time for us to move on from RSS because it's just not innovative enough. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's been some of the, that's been the drumbeat that we've heard yeah. from some of the larger players in the medium that, you know, have said, well, we can do it better over on our platform because we have control of all the elements. Yeah. Um, so which plays right into that proprietary model, which is antithetical to open. So, and again, right. it's right on the website, advocating for open podcasting. And again, it's a grassroots industry coalition day can create standards and practices, to improve the open podcasting ecosystem for both listeners and creators. Well, the standards, maybe I wouldn't have used that word dedicated to implementing new standards and practices. I may have worded a little different, but I'm not the wordsmith guy that was involved in that title because what it is, is a big bunch of what podcasting has been for the last 18 years and this much of new stuff that's coming from the podcasting 2.0 initiative that we all feel these are the minimum things that we can say to every podcast host and app developer out here. This is what you should implement. And I hope they implement more. Right. Well, the, well, <laughs> the other thing this does, Todd, is it basically sets the groundwork for, you know, what's going to come out of this will be considered to be standards, which is a pretty significant statement, right? Right. That, that this is going to be standard practices, standard technical specifications for certain features. And it's, it, I believe it's, it behooves all the players in the industry that have an influence on the listening side and the publishing side to get involved. Because if you're not involved, then you're not part of, part it, of this, at least right? eight of 30 podcast hosting companies or whatever the number is today have said, this is, this is where we feel the minimum line is. Mm -hmm. Now I want more. You know, I was, uh, I was arguing for like, okay, we need, we need these three additional to be part of the initial run. And the pushback was from the group was we got to, again, first. we got, we got to get baby steps here and then we will agree upon a timeline. And that's why Castos and Acast are not in the list yet because they haven't met the minimum support requirements to become the AKA PSB certified. Because they haven't adopted the, the three extra tags or whatever the number was that we picked as the first kind of guideline. It's not going to stop me. It's not going right. to stop Fountain. It's not going to stop Ca Captivate, Podverse. They're all going to continue on the rocket ship mission they're on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to adopt tags that we feel are worthy on the rocket ship trajectory that I want to. And so is everyone else. But what we're trying to do is drag everybody along. It's not part of the party. Well, could we have just played without them? Sure. We didn't have to do this. We could have just kept on going and, and had potentially 
a strategic business advantage over the remaining companies that are not participating. Yeah. Well, that, that still may play out that way, but don't participate, but we also, as a community understand the value of open RSS and where, where our bread is buttered. Our bread is buttered by podcasters that are creating content and being syndicated. Right. Yeah. In an open manner, not in a locked ecosystem like the BS that YouTube produced. Yeah. Currently. Yeah, I like the criticism that we got from that discussion. It was like two old, two old yeah. guys. Two, 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 two people haggling. Right, right. It's like, there was a little bit of that. So, so and, and I'm sure PSP, valid, I'm sure PSP valid. is going to be criticized. You know, anytime you try to do something new, it, it will be. And I say it's full of agendas. I have thick and, skin, so let us have it. You yeah. know, and again, it's, yeah. it's, it's a very, uh, you know, I was all for like going hardcore. You should have seen the, did you read the first terms of service? Our first membership requirements I wrote? I mean, they were yeah. like. They were like, There's you can't, lot. you can't join the party unless you've got these six tags implemented. You can't even join. Right. You know, I was like, you know, but yeah, and that got tempered. You a got tempered. A bigger team. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I was like, you know, hardcore, let's, let's move this thing, you know? Yeah, so that's what you were planning on doing with your own platform. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, Todd is the loud mouth. And everyone else has more tempered. Is anybody surprised? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, but I'm I I'm pretty. You know, I've been objectively. You know, I've tried to be objective you know, as I can. No, no, you're great to work with. So yeah, <laughs> you passion know, is there, Todd. The but passion. but you know, my my ire did get raised just a little bit all of a sudden when there was you know some some discussion. You know, with some other things. And I was like, oh, here we go. Dun, dun, dun. In round one, we have, you know, companies that are looking for this and companies. So they're, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, it, it'll be a work in progress. <laughs> and hopefully yep. we can, you know, because everyone has agendas. That's, that's the hard part about this is why this thing is going to move at, not at a snail's pace, but it's, it's not going to move. At a caterpillar pace. Right. It's not going to move at podcasting 2.0 pace. There's no way. It's impossible. No. no. And I'm glad I get to participate in both worlds, you know. And if it gets too crazy on the PSP side, if things go sideways, then, you know, we we have failed. But we're going to do our best. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I I have a really good feeling about this organization and the – the foundation that it's been built on has taken time yeah. and it's, and it seems to be not creating friction. It, it seems the communications I'm seeing is very frictionless. It's basically people working together to, to do the right thing here. And that is rare <laughs> from our own experience and things like this. So, so it, it just really speaks to how everybody and I'm sure there's and I'm going to and I'm sure there's going to be more people who are going to come out criticizing and say, well, how come Dave and Adam aren't credited and blah blah blah. Well, then get involved then. Well, they don't want Somehow. to, but no, 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 don't. I think that's the wrong approach, Rob. I think that what well, we've tried to do here is 
allow Dave and Adam to do what they do best. Right. And to come up and talk through on the board meeting and all these things that we all listen to every week and trigger our brains in a, uh, I guess the best way is, is, oh my God, look what's possible. And some of us have the, you know, the bigger dream of the entire vision coming to life over there and then trying to get adoption and try to build adoption. And is Mm -hmm. this the best way? You know, I could go, no, 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 no. We've done this and you haven't. No, 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 no. I can do that. But that, that is not, that ain't going to work. Like with the IAB standards, there's always a competitive uh, interest. Oh, yeah. Everything. For sure. Um, And, and I think to some degree that exists here. And I think that's what you need to foment is a competitive type of um, psychology around implementation of these things. You know, the IB process, man, some of my hair that I don't have is a result of that year and a half. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, it, some of those calls were pretty rough. Oh, right? and you 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 did an hour on the phone, and you got one thing accomplished. Those those were those were not fun days. No, and you you had people in there throwing their commercial interest and and trying to stomp ideas out and trying to talk nonsense about stuff that they had no no godly reason or any technical expertise and should have been explaining. So those early days were just, were brutal. And that hasn't been the case with this so far. Everyone's been very cooperative um, because it's, it's a different right now. No money is involved. Well, that and the composition of the, of the group, um, tends to cooperate together. I don't believe that we have participants in there that will be antagonists, but they may be coming. Everything that's being talked about so far does not have a financial impact to a company's bottom line. Right. Right. It's probably development resources to be deployed. Is there a market benefit for them to deploy those resources against that added feature? But there's there's nothing like you're going to hurt my bottom line. Or you're squeezing me too much. That type of a thing. That discussion is not yet going on. Part of part of this whole thing, right? right. It's a very. I think once we start venturing into maybe other standards uh, oh, it, around, it, it, like like advertising and monetization, that may that conversation could change, right? Oh, it could get bloody. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, and but the thing is, there's room for both. There can be. In a, in a standards, those that do and those that don't, you know, there can be agreements that, you know, or a list, imagine a list that was, you know, like, okay, I'm really going to ruffle some feathers as some people are listening. Let's say in a futures document that the companies involved list who does attribution, does reselling of IP data, does IP analysis, as IB targeting, and they're listed on a list of doing that, and then companies that are not, 
that could get ugly because all of a sudden then there's a clear distinction of what companies are doing what with user data. Will we get into that conversation? Hmm. We'll see. Well, we may have to at some point. So, you know, we'll I, I often say when we tell people we're GDPR and CC, CCPA compliant, that, 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 and when someone asked me to do something and I said, well, we can't do that because that's not in our DNA. Mm-hmm. They'll go find my competitor that it will do that. And I'm fine with that. I don't need that. You know, I don't need that business. So. Yeah. So it's, it is a, it's going to be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but again, uh, the big heavy load, the big heavy lift on this was definitely, uh, the Buzzsprout folks, uh, uh, everyone was involved in the conversation, but, uh, Buzzsprout, Arsys.com, Transistor. Transistor, yeah. 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 And again, everyone contributed, but there was a lot of heavy lifting by those team members. Yeah. Well, I think they're, they're the teams that really pushed it, made it, yeah, made it actually come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And then you know yourself, Todd. I mean, I think well, you were really I, primary. I was well. no, I Rob. My involvement didn't involve anything with the website. I just tried to write the. No, I realize that. I tried to write as, the. I tried to write the membership requirements, which took like four you months. Did. And that, <laughs> that's what pushed that whole conversation, right? So to its ultimate conclusion there, but um, yeah. So I think it's. It's a good day. It's a good day uh, post the launch of this, and I'm excited to see it. And I, I'm very fascinated to think about what the implications of this is as we look forward um, in the industry and how we see the progression of innovation. Uh, and I think that's a pretty important conversation right now for a lot of reasons, not just, you know, just it, tags and, and RSS. And if right. companies ignore it, if they ignore the organization, that'll be telling in itself. And some may. Mm-hmm. We'll I expect some to. There are participants in the group that have been looky-loos that haven't said too much from some major companies that have just been watching the conversation and have not been contributing. So As they probably should be in, actually connected in there. Right. So we will see at some point if they engage or if their companies mm-hmm. pony up. Right, right now, they're probably saying, okay, well, we don't have to worry about not having our logo on there. It's not a big deal. So, Todd, do you want to change the subject sure. a little bit? Sure. Um, I thought it was very, very interesting pod news today um, talking about Riverside. thought that was a very yep. interesting development um, yep. that, you know, a platform like that, uh, which is a creation tool. Right. Uh, audio and video creation platform has now um, moved into, to some degree, having a little closer competitive orientation to like a Descript. Yep. So uh, I think they've got a little ways to go to catch up to Descript, but I, it's an interesting kind of well, it's a, first, it, it's first a, step. It's a big play. Yeah. It's because a, they have something Descript doesn't. Yeah. And that's the creation side. Right. Right. So, you know, 
So you start thinking about artificial intelligence and the implications in this medium going forward. And you're starting to see little, little glimpses of that starting to happen. And um, I, I think that things are going to move very rapidly. Oh, I, so. I think it's going to move at rocket speed. I, I got a demo of a platform. They were at podcast movement, but they didn't have a booth. They should have. They should have had a mm-hmm. booth. I mean, like if they had a booth, they'd have been the only company that had been talked about during the event. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting approached by a lot of those kind of companies too to do calls with. So yeah, it's me, me interesting too. to see um, what's bubbling out there. But here's um, the here's the way I look at this on this AI piece. Right. right. They're all coming in at extraordinarily high price points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very very expensive. Can't it. Yeah. Right. And some of the things they're doing is cool right now, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be long. An intelligent, because this is a conversation I keep having in my head. Do I do an integration with ChatGBT? Do I do an API integration and build something out? Do I do that? And the question then is, how long will it be viable as a product? Let's say I build it. Let's say it takes six months to build it. And I put it on the marketplace, put it in as an add-on to my platform. And then the way the space is moving, all of a sudden, chat gbt6 comes out or five or six yeah and and they're looking at all these different platforms they're doing stuff and they just duplicate what we're providing that we build out and because we've trained those those ais to be experts in doing those things and for you know and all of a sudden all these little cute tricks that are being done by these companies it then is mute so there is going to be winners and losers in this AI thing that's going to stack a mile high. And the key really is going to be staying ahead, way ahead. Of, well, you have to really look at what happened to open AI and, and realize what you're getting connected up with. You're getting, um, <laughs> this was a, this was a hotly debated topic. Um, right. You know, Elon Musk has talked about this because he was one of the founding. Put a hundred million dollars in into open, right. and he's now it's telling right. He's yep. now completely detached yep. from that. That's he right. Have any business connection, ownership at all, and that whole open AI uh, is no longer open. It's it's owned by Microsoft primarily. Yep. Um, now, so they've kept this nonprofit status inside of open AI, but there's also a for-profit status inside of open AI with this deal with but Microsoft. Microsoft so, now just owns all of it. So, I mean, they have exclusive access to all of the, the language yeah. models. So it's, it, it's like, you know, for all intents and purposes, if you build on top of, of open AI right now, you're basically building on top of right. Azure. Right. Is what you're doing. So but, just know that you're that that's what you're doing when you implement that. But it's is that eventually Microsoft could, you know, take that back. So Oh, that's potential. Yeah, it's a potential. And yeah. you know, in in the API stuff with uh with Chat GPT is expensive. The API call I mean, it's not mm-hmm. cheap. So that's why yeah, those products are so expensive. Yeah. And um you know, I've got a I've got a laundry list of things I think would be very very cool, but 
you know, what do I do? Do I just go ahead and partner up with a company and let them do their thing and then switch up partners later on when someone does something better? I, I don't know. You know, that's because I, I really think there is a time limit to how long before the average person is going to start saying, okay, I don't need to pay you know, 60, $70 a month for this. I can go and get my pay $20 in heaven and I can get this essentially the same thing. So again, it's yeah. going to be a feature. What's going to be is a feature race. It's the, the basic stuff like give me a transcript, give me analysis of the transcript, write a summary of my transcript, write a title from the transcript. That can be done right now out of uh, what is available currently for $20 a month on OpenAI. It's not yeah, going to be perfect. Like a- you know, like a CAPTCHA or some right. type of platforms, right? And but there's other yeah. things that are going to be, you know, give me a segment. Uh, you know, these different types of things that some of these tools are doing, um, which are not perfect by any means. You have to slide the marker around a little bit from time to time. But it'll be the feature set that will come out that will be the the extra stuff. Um, if you will look, um, it's also about automating grunt work on the part of the podcaster too. That's exactly the opportunity. it. Right. So let me, it's, it's public. It's on my, it's on my geek new central channel on YouTube. Um, let me show you something here. Okay. Now let me bring this up. I think what you're going to find is that governments around the world are going to try to go to crypto and going to try to control crypto. And the only difference between crypto that's going to be released by potentially the U.S. government and Bitcoin is that 21 million Bitcoin will be mined and that's it. There will never be another Bitcoin mined after 21 million. You can't just keep adding Bitcoin after 21 million. It doesn't happen. So it's just like used to be a limited amount of gold was dug out of the ground. Now there's more because of the way technology is advanced. But governments can just print more money, and they do all the time. The U.S. is very, very, very good at that. And at mm-hmm. the same time, what do they do? They make the value of the dollar go down every time they just punch, you know, punch the printing press. And if they have the ability to do digital crypto, then guess what? So this... Short was created by a service that analyzed my content from my last tech episode and automatically created that short that I published to YouTube. 60 seconds to create that. And for those of you that were listening, what it was was a basically some album art and some text running across the screen Mm -hmm. that basically had kind of a TikTok focused short. And that was your, your voice from my voice. Right. So it took a piece of the audio, married it up with some art, put the text mm-hmm. on the screen and published it to YouTube in under 60 seconds. Yeah. Now I had to kind of look through stuff a little bit to find the clip that I wanted, but it segmented it out. That yeah. Rob, there are companies out there that have been um, 
talking, I've been talking to for probably over a year now that's, that have been doing those kinds of things. So there's, and, th and this is just one company mm -hmm. that from a, for me, when I looked at that, I'm going to be kind of frank. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, I don't have to, Headliner is trying to do some of this stuff, trying to get smarter about clip creation. But from a social promotion standpoint, yeah. and I can schedule, I can get the clips off. I can probably spend 20, 30 minutes, get all the clips scheduled, push out a clip every day. Similar. The game has changed. Well, Todd, it also is raising other issues too about um, who owns you. <laughs> well, that was my <laughs> who owns that, your that was your my voice? that was my voice, and no, I know, but but at the end of the day, if they're capturing it and generating new content from it, right? Um, it wasn't new content that that, that was existing right? content that was verbatim. That was right. my, but it's yeah, it's not modified, right? No, it's not modified, and the. And it used my audio, which is what I wanted. But at the same time, the clip was um, pre-generated. It showed me that segment to pull out. Now, I had to move the marker a little bit on that one. It, it What it picked. So you, so you actually generated that Yes, yourself. I did. I generated that So myself. not someone else did. No, someone else did not. Okay. I generated that in an interface. Got it. And I was able to push to TikTok. And I was able to push to Twitter the same segment mm -hmm. and um, I was pretty impressed. Now one piece of that particular platform, I wasn't as impressed with um, that did another feature. So it's, you know, it's a lot of personal preference there, but again, uh, from a social standpoint, that was the feature that really blew me away. The other stuff did not writing a summary, write a title, that those did not, that did not, that was not the thing that made me go, whoa, it was the, so again, any of this AI stuff is ultimately going to break down into who has the best features. But, but right. if it, once it becomes easy for a dude like me to do this kind of post-production promotion, a whole bunch of people are going to be out of work. Yeah. I, I don't need, as an independent content creator, I don't need anyone to create social media clips for me. Right. And you're also, you know, firing yourself to some degree too. <laughs> well, no, not, no, 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 you know, no. I mean, no, I mean, you don't have to do all that work. No, either, no. Right? Optimizing so time. Done for you. Right. Did I, did I talk? I, I don't know if I should. Did I talk about a survey on the last show? I probably didn't. I don't think so. There, oh. You know, I, I think what it is, is what it is, is great English there. You're going to find different use cases that are going to work for you. Um, not all of it is going to be, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think the future is write me an article on this. That That's not the future of this. Those that do that and take that article and cut and paste are going to end up getting hammered by Google. The future of this is take these inputs 
and create me a, a email promotion. Take these inputs and write me marketing copy. Take it's these. More, it's more complex solutions that come from the output. Right. Ta- it's, and t- it's, ta- yeah. Take this source data and tell me how I can enhance it. And, and right. some of it is junk. Right. You know, some of it is, is junk. Some of it, though, is like, huh, I didn't think of that. Now, whereas I had 20 people on a team, maybe they would have thought of that. But I'm not 20 people. I'm one. So maybe one person can make their value of their time worth three. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I think if if AI can be used for for improving our productivity, that's the probably the highest yeah. best use for yeah. the technology, not as a technology to replace humans necessarily, but to extend our abilities. Um, so I'm probably but, using chat GBT two or three times a day, but I'm using it for specific purposes. Purposes, right. And one, one task that I did last week, which if I would have done it all by hand, Mm-hmm. which I was fully capable of, probably would have been about eight hours of work. I mean, like grind. I mean, grind work, you know. Uh, and I probably, if I'd had an intern or... Yeah, I think it was a questionnaire, wasn't it? It was a survey. Together? Survey. survey. Right. I, I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? And now, right. you know, what? so what I did is I turned that over to my production team and they went in and they spent probably an hour Going over things a little tweaking bit, and going saying or get rid of that or this is mm-hmm. junk or this doesn't make sense or this is, you know, hyperbole or whatever. And, you know, the, the finished product is ready to go. And it's just like, you know, instead of having an eight, eight hour task to do that, I put that down for 30 minutes. So, yeah, I. You, you, people, it, people are gonna have to get smart on this thing real quick, and yeah. and probably I will say right now, and probably will be shocked, but I canceled my Jasper AI subscription because I had tried using that, and I just wasn't happy. It's just you know, it's giving me stuff that it, I just didn't feel that it was good. So that was fifty four dollars. Mm-hmm. I canceled that. Um, I still have my contents.com membership. That's $20 a month, but that to me really works in certain things for doing certain tasks because they reperfected a certain thing that it does that I'm using. And then, uh, the best $20 I'm spending right now is on chat GPT. It's worth every penny, but save me eight hours of work. What's my time worth? Yeah. I mean, how, how effective is it going to be at, at five and six oh, when they're actually caught up to real yeah. time. So this is where I get back to five and yeah. six. What happens with yeah. these companies that are doing these, I don't want to call them parlor tricks cause they're not, but some of this and stuff is, is right. basic, you know, it's, and it's because people don't know how to, to, to use how to get the outputs that they want currently. Mm-hmm. And also there's limitations on what you can physically paste in as an input field in a text box. So some of it has to be done via API because you can shove more data in. 
and uh, and and analyze it, a bigger batch of data. You know, I can't put a whole transcript in Chat GPT right now. No. Well, there's not enough. There's not enough text support. But that's that's what's being done by some of the the, right. uh, the platforms that are able right. to right because they're using the API. An API right, right. And, they're, and they're paying for it, and that's why it's so expensive. Right. So, but I still I keep experimenting. I've probably done the most experimentation of trying to get interview questions puked out, and I it's 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 very very hard without a lot of input to get good interview questions for a podcaster that that's the piece. that's a little, a little hocus pocus yeah. still because it runs home to mom and it asks, you know, if you ask it to write 20 questions, 10 of them are almost the same questions each time for, for each person. It, 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 it can't get original because it just doesn't know enough. But what happens uh, when, you, I mean, you ideally want to create a conversation, not right. A, Go through a list of questions. But again, if you have know, some, if you have four or five fallback questions to topics, yeah, right. yeah topics yeah. to discuss, yeah. right. or you can find that nugget. Mm-hmm. So, so at some point, I'm sure what's going to happen is, is these things are going to troll the web and find our voice, find our written word, and they will, mm-hmm. they will build psychedelic profiles on us. And, you know, the, the thought police will be knocking on our doors thinking, you know, you're, 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 you have the potential to be a serial killer. Let me, let me haul you away. <laughs> you know, I, that, it could come to that. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah. yeah. But again, I think there is a short period of time. That's my prediction. I might be wrong. What do you think? You think there's a short period of time for, for these companies like Capshow and others to make a mark before the 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 models catch up and do this without them. Yeah, I don't I think it depends on the capabilities of Chat GPT five and six, um, whether or not that's gonna happen and what the input um abilities are. I think that I think you tapped right into it, Todd, right right now about the limitations. Yeah that exists with the chat GPT interface today is that is the amount of data input that thing can be processed. Right. But you, you know and what you could ask formatted and spit it out as something unique, right? If that can be done to compete with these derivative companies uh, and do, do the same thing, then yeah, I think those companies are definitely at, at risk. I think I'm going to try and experiment I think I'm going to ask ChatGPT to write me interface that allows me to submit an entire transcript. I'm going to ask ChatGPT to write its own code, how to integrate with it for an API standpoint. <laughs> and, then, and then compile that and see if I can get that in a PHP and see if it'll work. Well, because you, really what these companies are, are doing is they're able to format um, and input data that will result in the output. That right, right, right. With their customers, right? right? So, so if you can do that without them, right, that does put their platform at risk. Yeah. So, so that you know, so you know, can I ask ChatGPT to write that interface for me? Something basic, you know, or if I make it to write two or three of them that I can run on my desktop. And just need an API integration, the API key to actually connect to ChatGPT and pay my own bill. So, are we seeing the formation really of a 
of a new uh, Google of sorts here. I, I don't think Google at next, this point. Next generation Google is what I'm saying. Uh, right? That that they're that scared. winds up being being dominant. But the problem over. is, I don't think that I don't go to Google to ask it to write me an email. No, but I'm. I mean, Bing is clearly on track to but to, to be but, that but AI. If you played with the, if you played with Bing, I know stuff, it sucks. It, it sucks. sucks. It sucks right now. It sucks. But, but clearly, that was the reason. But that it's it's Microsoft it, spent a billion dollars on. Yeah, this, it's it's to, scary though. What you know because you know are are we gonna our business is gonna live and die because Chat GPT doesn't put a good output on you. I suppose it could. It could. So I think there's always going to be a want for a legacy Google. I mean, notice I'm calling it legacy. Legacy Google for, you know, give me the top 10 links to, you know, how to, how to make a I know cake. a question that, I know a question. If, if chat GPT can analyze all the episodes of this show, right? It can't like a right transcript. Now. Oh, it could. It oh, it could. But at some point, and then you could just ask chat GPT to generate the next episode of the new media show. <laughs> well, it, it would require what, chat. Would it, it would require chat GPT to be updating real time with what's happening in the world. Right. That. And also what happened in the most recent episode, it would need right? to know all the press releases. It would need to know all the business announcements. It would have to have all that stuff in real time to, mm-hmm. to at yep. least print me out in an agenda. Well, it could take our clone voices and generate the whole episode. God help us. But it it probably can't do the video yet. No. So that's probably not outside of the realm of possibility either. But the model, I don't know. It's funny to think about. Though, it, they, think they're going to they're going to have to spend a couple more billion in order because you know stuff. This is when it gets scary, though, is when it can actually do real time analysis like this. And some of those external platforms are looking at what's happening socially. They're taking some of those, they're looking at the news and looking at announcements and seeing where there's tie-ins. So some of that is, um, some of those. Like James, James Cridlin at risk here too. So, right. uh, Not, not right away because. I don't think so either. No, not right away. But if it, if this engine has real-time data access. Um, but how do you, how do you f- filter out biases? How, you know, that's the problem is these things well, are still programmed. Well, that's the whole idea behind um, AGI, right? Um, which is artificial general intelligence, right. right? So once we, we're clearly wave a long ways away from that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I mean, no, five I mean, years. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, in, in the time scales that we're talking about here, five years is a long time. Well, if I say five years, it's probably more like two and a half, the way this it, thing well, is moving. That's a possibility. I agree with you. I mean, I'm I'm thinking that, yeah, I mean, all these concepts that we've just talked about um, are not outside of the realm of possibility in the, in the one to two year time frame. No. So, you know, being able to automatically generate a whole episode of the new media show. Well, yeah, okay. I'm not going to go that far. It's possibility, right? If you think about the technology that exists at Descript, 
yep. with the overdub. And then the the trend, the data gathering and output of transcripts. And then the other piece of this is being able to translate that text that is mined off of the internet to generate an episode can that can also be converted into the cadence of spoken word. And then can the visual images that have been captured <laughs> from the video be replicated with the with the motion of the of the face. Rob, right. I am going to be retired and drinking pina coladas on the beach. I just want to get a check. I mean, I don't want to have to actually turn on my webcam every, every week and show up, right? Until I'll, in, until I'll come across as really smart. Too, until until until, until the AI on. says something that causes you to be deplatformed. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. but hopefully the AI knows me enough, oh, knows my okay. personality, knows where my sensitivities are, right? Based on analyzing all the episodes. Oh, we're but out there right now. We are. We're we're stretching. Yeah, but the, there there there's your next uh, investment round uh, to be able to do that. You you know, go if anybody wants to give Rob a billion dollars in VC, uh uh, in, in a few idea, Todd. <laughs> well, it is an interesting <laughs> idea, <laughs> right? So, so it's it's yeah. Well, well, we'll see. You know, I don't know. I know there's some uh, folks out there like you guys are. You guys are off the chart. <laughs> We've lost our minds, right? Yeah. So Matt says uh, sending the appropriate sats of a YouTube nothing burger fifty one fifty. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks Matt for sending a fifty one fifty for the. <laughs> YouTube nothing burger. Appreciate it. It was definitely a nothing burger, I have to say. Yeah. So have we have we tickled your amygdalas today? I'm stealing that from someone. Have you have we tickled your amygdalas today? Have we given you some value? Have we've given you some things to think about? Who that knows? is it may not even be us, Todd. Oh well, it, it is us. <laughs> have have we tickled your amygdalas today a little bit? If, yeah. if we have there's this cool, cool, cool thing at podcastapps.com. And uh, there's new apps. These are apps where you can get rid of your legacy app, your old app that doesn't uh, do any of these cool things. You can go yeah. pick up uh, a fountain or Podverse. Those are my two favorites right now. Uh, go go grab one of those two apps and uh, break out your debit card. Put $20 worth of uh, Satoshis in your wallet. And then you a lot of satoshis, right? Yeah, that's a lot. Twenty dollars is a lot that's of satoshis. A, you know, it's it's enough to get you off the ground, right. and uh, you can send ten thousand sats. That's about two dollars and fifty cents every time. Either we piss you off or we agree with you via a boostagram, just like Matt just did. Send us fifty one fifty. That's about fifty cents. He said uh, sending you appropriate proximate sats for a YouTube nothing burger. So it was worth fifty cents. So, you know, here's the thing. Don't think about it in dollars. Think about it as in tokens. The more tokens you send, the more happy we get. And uh, you can participate. And if you are a podcaster, as you're listening to this show, and you are not participating in this new value-for-value value model, why? why? Why are you not? Why are you not seeing what we're fighting for here? Uh, get involved. And if your host does not support you and uh, being able to participate with this, well, there are some great hosts that do. Uh, Buzzsprout, Blueberry, 
rss.com, Captivate, Transistor, Red Circle, have some of these uh, features implemented. Of course, we want you to move to Blueberry, of course. And now Rob's going to start recommending Blueberry. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I still haven't gotten that that demo of the platform yet, so I need to do that, Todd. Which platform is that? Your platform. Oh, anytime. Send more, me, send me more an, familiar with your Send platform. me an I'm email. We'll get anybody else. I send, might as well do it with you. Send me an email. Get you on the schedule. No sweat. I'm, I'm getting a full platform demo with Buzzsprout oh, on Friday. Great. So, great. Right. And I'm going to do it with everybody else. Okay, cool. Going to wow you with uh, what, what we have. But anyway, um, yep. hey, just get involved. Uh, play with this new technology and features and educate your listeners. New, excuse me, podcastapps.com is the place. And mm-hmm. uh, we've been lit and live today on the aforementioned apps as well, as well as uh, Podcast Attic, I think. So if you've been watching live today uh, on one of those apps, if you don't participate in the Valley for Value, then you can send me an email at todd at blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter in order to uh, give us your feedback, or you can do it on Facebook, YouTube, wherever. Rob? I can be found on Twitter at Rob Greenlee, uh, robgreenlee.com. Uh, if you want to send me an email, rob.greenlee at gmail.com is a great way to reach me. And I'm on all the social platforms too, so you can reach out on that as well. Um, send me a direct message or something like that. Um, LinkedIn well, is a great place to find me as well. Also, we got, uh, uh, well, I can't say this on the show, uh, 1,111 sats or Mike Dell. Alt enclosure is not a bad idea, just not ready for prime time. And if you want to see how it comes in here, it comes in just like this. It comes in as a, as a donation and a boost. You can see that a variety of places. I, I run what's called uh, Heliopad, but you can see this on uh, several different platforms. You can see your contributions come in by the minute or uh, these boostograms. Well, anyway, I think we didn't spend so much time on on the the stupid stuff today. I think we we got pretty pretty deep. We so, did, yeah, very deep, yeah. So uh, important stuff. It's important stuff. So everyone, uh, oh, by the way, don't eat me, James Cridland. Yes, absolutely. So go over to podstandards.org and uh, check it out. And then if you want to find out really what's going on with the Podcasting 2.0 and stay abreast, go over to podcastindex.org or just search for podcasting with an ING 2.0 and you will be connected. And of course, in this space and listen to the Podcast 2.0 podcast if you want to be part of the board meeting and, and really get nerdy and down deep in the geek every Friday afternoon is when they stream that live. But anyway, it's been our pleasure to bring yeah. you the show. And we're going to be doing this show at the NAB show in Las Vegas on the 18th of, uh, of, of uh, March. Here. At least so, we didn't get the last April. April. We April. didn't get the last day of the show. We got. Right. So we didn't get the best day, but we didn't get the worst day. No, that's true. So, yeah. So. Uh, it's a good day. Yeah. It's a but, good day. But I filled Mr. out. My, Rob Walsh is going to join us. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I, I filled out my speaker agreement. Anybody else that's on the list? I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to locate one other person here. So it's not confirmed yet. So I can only say Rob and you and I, so All that'll, right. that'll be interesting. And I'm hoping to get a executive from a big uh, radio company. Okay. So. so we'll have at least three old curmudgeons on the, 
on the yeah. panel. All right, cool. Right. We will definitely have three curmudgeons on the panel. Yes. All right. Three old, old, old timers. So, but anyway, it'll be, it, it'll be interesting being down there um, and doing this. So, so, so have we gotten the podcast movement episode yet? Not yet. Not yet. You want to, okay. you want to hit Dan up for it and see where it's at. By the way, yeah. if anything we've said today, you think is caca. Uh, feel free to email Rob or I with your with your strong opinionated comments. But it's real easy to do that again if you're participating in the new ecosystem. We get it right here. We can't ignore it. It doesn't get lost in snail mail or email or anything else. All right, we're out of here. And thanks for uh, watching today or listening. Thank you for being here. Go over to newmediashow.com. Follow or subscribe to the podcast. Right. See you later. <laughs>